You're listening to the Millennials Choice Show, Canada's most trusted podcast on all things real estate, finance, and entrepreneurship. Here's your host, Matthew Ablican. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millennials Choice Show. I'm your host, Matthew Ablican. Today we have a very special episode. We have one of our colleagues from the United States, Anthony Scandriato. I said it right, right, Anthony? Yeah, perfect, Matt. Thank you. All right. And Anthony is the co-founder of Red Knight Properties. And Red Knight is a, Properties is a privately held boutique multifamily and mixed-use real estate investment and property management company with a track record of building and managing portfolios that deliver dependable cash flow and equity upside. Red Knight currently has 640 multifamily apartment units in the United States between four different states with over $80 million in assets under management. Anthony is also the host of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. And I know from a lot of our audience members and users, you guys are all into multifamily. So make sure you guys check out Anthony's podcast. So Anthony, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Matt. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And um, let's just get started right at the beginning. I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself. When did you get started investing in real estate and why multifamily? Yeah, absolutely. So I've always had an interest in real estate from a very young age. I had some family members in the business that were buying small apartment buildings, you know, duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes, and they would own them and rent them and fix them and, um, you know, sometimes sell them or refinance them. And I was just, I always found that fascinating. So I've been in the business since 2015. Uh, started, I had a full time position. I was, graduated college in 2014 and basically went into the industry um, full-time working for another real estate sponsor who was buying all multi-tenant like class A office buildings up and down the East Coast. So they hired me as an analyst. I got to learn the business. Uh, I worked there until 2020. Um, at the same time, while I was learning the business, um, very I helped them grow their portfolio. They had about 3 million square feet of office up and down the East Coast of the United States and kind of helped them double their portfolio and help them. I saw basically every part of the business and was able to add value um, to that as well from the capital raising side, from the acquisition side, asset management side, property management side, construction management side, um, investor relations. So I was, was able to see everything during that time period. And, you know, I, I once I got comfortable with um, seeing how they operated how they structured deals within a couple of years of me being there. Um, I ended up buying my first two family home in the States in a, in a town where I grew up and um, I still own the property today, but basically I got the bug after that first property and really learned what passive income meant and what really financial freedom would, I wasn't financially free yet, but uh, what it, the built the foundations were in order to get to that um, you know, level at some point. So just fell in love with the asset class. I thought it was very easy to understand too. Um, you know, we were buying complicated office, you know, office buildings that each tenant had their own lease. Some of them were three years, some of them were five years, some of them were 10 with multifamily and the, the assets that I were interested in. It was everybody has a one-year lease. I don't really do much short-term rentals. It's just very traditional, you know, garden style, what we like to call workforce housing, um, you know, which has a shortage right now, not only in the States, but, you know, Canada as well. 
Um, so, you know, we're investing in mostly garden style, one to two story uh, walk up buildings with an average rent in the States of about, you know, a thousand dollars that we're kind of upgrading and hasn't really seen the light of day. Um, so, yeah, so basically I got, you know, bought that first property while I was working full time, um, ended up, you know, actually evicting the tenants and then uh, renovating it and then re-renting it for a higher price. And um, like I said, saw the, what the power of cash flow can do for you. And then, you know, was able to buy another one with a partner this time. We ended up buying it, basically vacant, retenanting it and selling it. So we did well with that. And, um, you know, I met my business partner through a former colleague of mine um, now and got to get to know each other. He was very interested in building a portfolio for himself as well. Um, so we ended up partnering on about 70 units together, just straight up partnership, just whatever. If you put in X amount of dollars, you get whatever your proportion of share is. And he did the same thing. There was no splits. It was literally just whatever you put in is what you got. So I was able to kind of scale with him on a part-time basis uh, while I was working. And, you know, what we were able to execute on a few of the deals that we bought, we were able to do, you know, equity refis on a couple of them. And, um, you know, we felt comfortable bringing on some more partners and more investors into bigger deals. So ended up doing two of them kind of late 2019, early 2020. And that's obviously uh, the time period where I had to pull the plug on the full-time job and, and leave, uh, leave that. So um, at this point, um, we, yeah, like you said, we have about 640 apartment units. We're under contract for a couple other deals now, which will bring that number up, but um, it's been very fun and, um, you know, really saw, you know, really like helping people. And now we partner with individuals, some of our friends and families, but really help them, you know, achieve, achieve uh, financial freedom through different wealth building goals, uh, particularly this block is real estate. So uh, yeah, it's been very exciting. Matt. That's awesome. And so much good stuff in there, all, all packed into one. So let's, let's unpack it. So when you first started, uh, you're, you're, first of all, you're working with this company, they're buying these big office spaces and buildings and, and you buy your first one and it's a duplex. So two units, right? That's so correct. How important is it for people to understand that like they're chasing this whole idea of they want this apartment building and they want 200 units. And how important is it for them to understand that, look, your first deal might not be a, a 200 unit apartment building and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that you got to start somewhere for sure. And, you know, once you, it was, and again, the two family that I bought was with my own money. It wasn't a lot of money because there was different programs that enabled me to, I took advantage of, um, you know, owner occupied type of scenarios, the 5% down program. Mm -hmm. I lived in one of the units and then I moved out. Um, but even with that said, the deal still made sense and it wasn't a big deal for me. And I was able to get my feet wet. So there's different types of lending programs. I'm sure there's very similar ones still out there today. Um, so yeah, buying the first one doesn't have to be huge. It shouldn't be huge, especially if you don't have experience. Um, if you don't have experience and you don't want to do the work though, in terms of managing and um, you know, tenants and dealing with the three T's, uh, you know, it's, it's more of, okay, should I find somebody to partner with? I could just front them the money and then they do all the work. Obviously it's somebody that I trust or that has a track record. So um, now it's kind of more of how my business is being built and, um, you know, being, being structured. It's more for individuals that have, you know, maybe doctors, lawyers, um, brokers have a lot of real estate agents in, in our deals as well. 
they want those, you know, real estate write-offs, real estate professional write-offs, and uh, but they don't have to do any work. So and they still get, you know, majority of the benefits from a tax perspective to invest in real estate. So that's kind of where we've expanded our, our business. And I love helping people and just seeing, um, seeing the type of, uh, you know, net worth that we're help, helping to build um, in many different people's lives. Yeah. And, and the other thing that you mentioned is like, when you're talking about partnering, so many people have like this bad taste in their mouth about like partnering with others. And e- even though those same people have actually never partnered with somebody, but they've heard horror stories and things like that. And, and they are out there. There are people that um, are out there that are looking just to kind of, you know, uh, stir, stir the pot and cause some problems to happen. But there are good people out there, such as yourself, your team. And, and for us, I had my partners that uh, I met and, and well, I grew up with, and then I met with them and said, let's get together and let's do some bigger deals together. And I think that's what's important. So when was it that you kind of said, in order for me to scale, I, I'm going to have to par- partner up with maybe my, my friend who you guys did 70 units together. Um, that's, that's very impressive. So when did that actually happen? Yeah, that was after, um, like I said, I bought my first two family. I ended up buying another one with my, with a partner, which is a family member. And, um, we were, we were able to flip that. I ended up buying another two family, uh, house hack, uh, two family that I converted to a three on my own. And after that time period, um, I was looking at some other deals to potentially do. And then we just happened to meet each other through our colleague and, uh, we ended up buying a 10 unit property together um, that we basically split, like I said, in a, in a town pretty local to both of ours. And then we ended up buying 10 and another 10 and then a 20 and then 13. And then I think that might be it. And then maybe, maybe one more um, together. So at that point I knew I couldn't take down a 10 unit property on my own at the time. Um, I needed, you know, obviously capital to, to help expand and um, it was good because, you know, now he's my business partner and we do basically all our deals together. So, um, yeah, partnering, you got to be able to trust your partners. Like you said, um, we got to know each other for you know a few months before we even you know looked at our first deal together. So it's good to be on the same page there. Um, and, you know, now every time we bring on, you know, a new investor or partner, we, you know, treat them like family, hopefully. And, um, you know, if they don't, if they're not Good, a good fit for our group, then we won't take them in. Um, so it's a little bit now that the, it's almost like the roles are a little bit reversed. Once you start developing a track record and a, you know a profitable business, and people see what you're doing, they want to be involved, and you can be a little bit more selective with the type of partners you take on um, from the get go. A little bit different, but um, you know you still have to be careful because, like you said, you want to you know make sure you're doing business with good people. Yeah, and uh, I like what you said. When you build it, they will come. So that's what I believe in. And uh, you'll still have naysayers and doubters, but you'll, you're going to attract the right people to now support you and help you and you can help them in turn. And you did this all by creating value. And the way you did that is you became uh, economically to society more valuable because you had that past experience with that company and you started doing it for yourself. So you were putting your money where your mouth is and making mistakes kind of on your own before you then opened it up to other people and, and took the responsibility of other people's money. So I do love that. And uh, now tell us, what was your first major apartment deal? 
when did you so you did 10 yeah. those were when was like what was the biggest one that you said this, yeah i score this <laughs> yeah um i guess if you consider 10 major but you know it, it's really not so i guess the first larger one like i said we when we partnered with other individuals that was at the that was in december of 2019 we closed on that we closed on it december 31st so we uh basically 2020 but uh that was a 50 that was a 50 unit 40 it was actually 49 unit 48 unit property that we converted to 51, but um, 48 unit property in New Jersey, which is a state that I reside in my partner. So I'm um, able to put a bunch of local partners, you know, investors and partners together to take that one down. Um, so that was the first larger one. That was like a $5 million transaction, give or take maybe five and a half. I'm trying to dating myself now. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we were able to, execute on our business plan. That was our first deal. We didn't want to screw that up. Um, you know, people, oh, people remember your bad deals. Uh, the, the first, they, they don't they forget about the good deals. When the first one goes bad, um, it's, it's, it gets, gets tough for the sponsor. So, um, so we wanted to make sure that went well. Um, it did. We, we still own it. We ended up doing a cash out refi. I think we, we bought it for five and a half um, and it appraised for like 9.7. Wow. in uh in 16 months uh give or take and that was during the pandemic and all that um but that was we really when we look at buying assets we're buying for a lot of different reasons but that one was in the first place already under market it wasn't any of this crazy inflate you know inflated market because the rates are low it wasn't it wasn't because of that we you know ended up investing a decent amount of money we were converting storage units we converted retail units to apartments um, we, you know, were able to invest dollars where they needed and we got the rents up like 40% across the board. Um, so, you know, we, when we look at markets, we try to, you know, not play for appreciation. We look at cash flow and where we can force the appreciation. So, um, so yeah, so we, uh, that was a really good one. And then obviously everybody got their money back. So we were able to reinvest that in another asset that we basically doing the same thing on. So, um, that's amazing. Yeah, so you're able to just kind of springboard your business as long as you're, you know, doing good deals. That's awesome. And and in your business, how important is it to know how to communicate with people, have people skills, and ultimately we're getting to managing tenants? How important is that? Yeah, we have a property management company too, so we kind of oversee that. Uh, it's a lot of work, but it's it, it's in house, so it's you know if. if that part of the business is screwed up. It's on us. So, you know, instead of just third partying it and blaming the manager. Um, so, yeah, so it's a lot of work, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's been an advantage. I think if we didn't, we get to learn too. Uh, I think if we didn't have that arm, we would be in a different spot um, in terms of not being able to execute on our plans quick. So, um, cause we're very, you know, I like to say we're very on top of things. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, you know, we, have that division and it's, it's very important to um like you said your, your question remind me of your question again it kind of went on a tangent how important is it to to now be able to manage and, and communicate effectively with yes communication yes yeah. yeah, so that on the tenant side you have to hire good people to work for you on the management side and then um on the investor relations side i mean we communicate every single month even though our investors aren't asking us um, we still do it every anyway um very important. Um, obviously, if you're you know looking for partners and you're raising money, you have to be able to present yourself and present whatever deal you have and your track record. Um, so I like to say we've hopefully done a done a good job at that. Um, 
And, but that comes with, you know, that comes with time and experience, you know, because I can talk to you all day, Matt, you know, like this and present myself in a way, but if I didn't have the actual deals that we've done, it was probably a different story. Um, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people struggle with if they're starting out in the real estate business to raise money um, because they don't have any experience at all. Um, so they end up partnering with another sponsor or whatever. They could figure it out. Um, so it's, yeah, the experience is definitely key. What the question is, you know, always, what are the other deals have you done? What have been the returns? What have been the time frame? Do you have any investor references? And yeah, we have every, you know, we were able to provide everything. Um, so that makes, you know, basically that investor get over the edge, like, all right, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to move forward with these guys. Um, so that's, that's pretty much it, but yeah, you have to be transparent and honest too, because it's, you know, like you said, not everything is rosy and great all the time. So you have to paint honest pictures, you know, sometimes we're, you know, a little slower on our construction timeframe. That's okay. I mean, things happen and you just, you got to be able to pick it up quickly and you got to be able to communicate that because if you're not communicating at all, when something does hit the fan, uh, you're going to have a lot of angry investors. So um, you got to be able to communicate uh, all the time. And I think, you know, people tell me that I over communicate, especially my investors, but I don't care because, you know, I'm not going to not communicate what's going on. If I was invested and we do invest in every deal that we do as well, uh, we put our own money in. Um, it's kind of good for us to know and like write out, okay, here's exactly what's going on for the month of January at 22. Here's where we're at. Um, it's good for us to know as well. That's why we do those things. That's awesome. I'd prefer over communication versus under communication all day long. So that's great. No, very impressive. 640 units, $80 million under property management. And that's, that's like, that's awesome. So congratulations to your success. Um, before we let you go, Anthony, tell us, tell our audience where they can find you, how they can connect with you. Yeah, Matt, I uh, appreciate that. You can, we have a special report on our website. It's called how to leave your nine to five and achieve financial independence. Um, so you can, it's our website's red night properties, red night with the K you can actually just go to our site and get that. It's a free like little ebook that I provide. Um, just put your email and I'll send it to you, you know, pretty much automatically. And then on that email, it'll have all, you know, all our contact information, you know, my cell number. Um, you could find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Anthony Scandariato, or you could find our, you know, company Red Knight Properties as well. So we're, we're on most of the platforms except TikTok. I found no value out of that. So, yeah. And we're going to post all of those links as well uh, on our notes. So make sure you guys check him out. Anthony's a great guy. He, he has an episode with me coming up shortly and, and uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. So make sure you download, you share it with your friends and family and you guys connect with Anthony. Thanks a lot, Anthony, for coming on. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it.